Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. wrong and wronger and thank god we're all here because it came very close to you just suffering through james breakwell solo i am here to salve the wound and bridge the gap i'm steve olivas dr steve and he's james the exploding unicorn breakwell and james brother how are you doing today I was so, so close to not having you do this podcast today. You just, you dangled freedom in front of me and then at the last possible second snatched it away. That That's how I'm doing. Well, you can blame Mrs. Steve for rescuing me from my own freneticism as she was able to locate the home phone, which I lost, apparently on my dresser. Hmm, it's weird. Were you the one who used it last? In fairness, I was not the one who used it last. <laughs> so that's why I always put it back on the cradle after we're done recording. I am actually intrigued because I don't have to worry about losing my home phone because mm. like 99.9% .9 of the world, <laughs> I don't have a home phone. But a second ago, as you were frantically looking for this, you revealed that the only reason you have a home phone is for me, which I guess is a, is a great reason to do anything. So I, let's let's talk about that today. What should you have a home phone or not? Ooh, should you have a landline? And I guess you and I are on different sides of the coin, the proverbial quarter of fate, the Guam quarter of fate, which uh, used to be in this room, but Mrs. Steve has cleared out a lot of it so we can show the house because we're selling. <laughs> and I don't know where it is. Our oh, hold on. Ooh, uh, did you find it? Oh my God. James, I have located the Guam Quarter of Fate, believe it or not. Wow. Wow. Back for a surprise appearance. But yeah, uh, w what made you not have a phone? Like, you have little kids. Don't you want a phone just in case, like, somebody needs to make a call and your cells aren't around? I mean, when I first got my apartment back in 2007, I had a home phone. I barely had a cell phone at that time. But in all the years after that, the only people who ever called that phone were telemarketers. I called 911 zero times from that phone and got called a million times from telemarketers. And I was paying money for it. I mean, some insignificant amount of money because I'm sure I had the cheapest possible plan. But it was just, it was pointless. And then we moved into this house and we just had our cell phones for forever because our kids were too young to dial 911. And then they got old enough that they could. And we ended up getting my oldest daughter her own cell phone. Now, maybe it would have been cheaper to get her a landline but that would have come with the disadvantage that you know it's it's a landline it's in your house she couldn't call us from practice if she needed to be picked up she couldn't call us from grandma's house or her uh you know her friend's houses so it just it, it seemed pointless uh, i will say the flip side of that though is i no longer know any phone numbers i know my phone number and i know my wife's phone number because it's only one digit different than mine i do right. not know i don't know my daughter's phone number i don't know your phone number if your name didn't pop up when you called i would have no idea who you were uh so is that, my name on the landline uh it's your wife's name actually Oh, all right. Unlike that other mystery name that was at your office, I've already <laughs> forgotten it. The one that we got an entire episode out of, our greatest episode of all time. But you, who have no small children who need to call 911, still have a landline. What's up with that? 
the reason we have a landline is a little different than I think most people's because most people are far more safety conscious than we are. The reason we still have a landline is because we get such crappy cell reception at our house. And this is the second house in a row that was apparently built in a moon crater and it is unreachable <laughs> by most cell services. So we have a landline just in case we have an important phone call and it's impossible to keep the signal. So I guess, did you not like research it beforehand to see who would actually cover you in that neighborhood? You just kind of wing it. Yeah, it's uh, like a Navy SEAL sat phone, I think was the only <laughs> answer that was returned positive. Yeah, we there's uh it's kind of shocking that in 2021 like different providers still have different coverages especially since they uh they share towers so much but i know there was one carrier that like nobody around here uses and they're more expensive but if you go back into certain parts of iowa and you don't have that carrier no one can reach you it's like you're on the part of the map that says here be dragons it's just nothing for like hundreds of miles the, the deadest of dead zones uh but over here that that carrier doesn't do much so actually for a while uh, we had the most infuriating dead zone in town. There was a dead zone that only covered the parking lot at my daughter's orthodontist. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I found a, there's actually a, a, my cell carrier actually has a store not a block away. And I was in there one day and they said, yeah, so the our, our area of town has two towers. And one of those towers got hit by lightning and like the faster Internet part of it got knocked out. And my phone won't switch from faster to slower internet. It just chooses either faster internet or no internet. It's kind of a prima donna. And sure. and now they won't let me come into the orthodontist appointment because whatever's been in the news for the last year. So I would go out there and sit. And I, I just had to be alone with my thoughts. I couldn't, I couldn't look up anything oh. on the internet. I couldn't text. I couldn't call. There was a pizza place. 50 feet from where I was. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to order pizza one of these days so I can get her food and then we'll go back to school. <laughs> I could not order pizza within line of sight of the pizza place. That's how wow. dead this dead zone was. So I guess I can sympathize. But that was a, a very localized dead zone. I mean, your your sprawling manor is bigger than that parking lot. So I'm kind of surprised you don't have your own cell tower there. That's like a tornado taking out your neighbor's garden shed but sparing everything all around it. How weird is that? <laughs> Yeah, they finally got it fixed. I have internet there again, which is good because I was going to have to switch orthodontist. <laughs> there was really, I, I, I can't sit there for 20 minutes once a month and not have internet. That's just absurd. Well, that's why we're moving. We're like, this is bull crap. We got to have internet. So we're moving out in the country where there is no internet. But yeah. wow. Well, when you're alone with your thoughts like that, James, do you often find your imagination drifting back to Dr. Steve? I try to keep it as far from there as possible. You only show up in my worst nightmares, and I, I'm talking with a therapist as we as we speak to try to get rid of that. Not the therapist I'm actually literally speaking to right now. I mean it more oh, metaphorically. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, uh, it made me think. So, I, not a few minutes ago, I was uh, texting with my aunt who I just visited over the weekend for a wedding. And uh, she has some. Uh, she has a wonderfully delightful neighbor. So I know that you are moving away partially to avoid neighbors and partially Ooh. because you are the neighbor to be avoided. Well, she lives out in the country and not in a neighborhood. She just like saw a plot of land they liked and they went to the farmer and made an offer. It wasn't even up for sale, so they picked it's wow. in their dream location. But there's somebody who lives. I don't know. A, I, I don't know how to describe distance. A, a, you know. A, eighth of a mile or something just a little, little bit around the corner stone. yeah they've got one person who touches their property and then like one property over from that there's this little house 
and it's occupied by a crazy lady. And uh, I know it's probably not a word you're supposed to use anymore, but it's also the only word that's accurate in this case. So first of all, they can't say for sure that she exists or is alive. They've only ever seen her husband in the five years they've lived in this house. And he's always talking about her and all the things she's worried about. Like she's when the county went through and laid down asphalt on the road, uh, they were worried about the fumes. That was the one time she left the house in all these years. And nobody saw her leave, mind you, but they left the house and then wrapped their house in plastic so the asphalt fumes would not get in. They're terrified of all wireless signals. And, um, you know, being out there kind of in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, they, they, you know, the only kind of internet they can get is wireless. Well, uh, one of the wireless internet providers came through and they offered a deal and they said, hey, anybody who lets us put up one of these towers on their land will get free super fast internet for forever. So my aunt and uncle jumped at that and as we speak there are workers there building this wireless internet tower within you know clear line of sight of this neighbor who is convinced that all this wireless stuff will kill him and his wife who don't exist and so since this morning this guy has already called my uncle at work and gone out and confronted the workers who are putting this up like it was either implied or explicitly stated that he might have to like lay in front of the trucks to stop them from going through and uh, it's just delightful because they're in Iowa, like a part where there's just no no zoning. It's land of the free. Like there is no possible legal mechanism this person could use to stop this tower other than throwing the biggest fit in the world, which he is absolutely going to do. So I guess you know, t- your uncle should have asked the workers to dress as aliens while they were putting <laughs> up the tower. Well, they, they're so extreme that uh, they don't even want like the vibrations from lawnmowers getting close to their house. So there was a, a huge swath what? at this lady's house where there was not mowed like like 15 feet radiating out from the house and one of the neighbors finally got so sick of it that they swooped in and started mowing most of it for them so i mean this this is the extreme of the extreme so now my aunt and uncle are going to have the fastest internet on the planet it's going to be fully <laughs> wireless and they're going to have perpetual problems with that neighbor but hey wireless internet that's what, what it's all worth and uh for, for all of that, I don't think they have a landline either, which they will never need. They'll have uh, the perfect Wi-Fi calling, and uh, they won't even need that, I guess, because their neighbor will be, like, at their door talking to them face-to-face already. Well, and the government will use the tower to steal the thoughts right from their head, so they won't even have to make the call. That is true, and as much as we like to joke about that, uh, have you— it's kind of unnerving how much uh, like online sales sites know about you. There was a time, and usually I'll pick it up, like I'll search for this or that, and like three days later on a device I didn't even use, it'll start showing me ads for that. But one time I mentioned like, man, our our hand mixer broke. I could really use a new hand mixer. And like an hour later, I was getting ads for that on my phone, and I definitely never typed it in. So it's uh, <laughs> I I know we joke, but also we have these uh, you know, we have these digital assistants on there that are supposed to listen to our voice on command. And so they're definitely monitoring us regardless of what they're saying. That just happened to us, too. It's interesting you say that because we had a conversation in the car about getting a pool. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't even know how to research pools on my phone. You just Google (laughs) the word pool and then pool builders show up. Well, I guess all you have to do is have a conversation with your wife in the car about getting a pool because then pool ads miraculously start showing up on different social media platforms. It is interesting and makes me wonder what my phone has all heard through the years. And it makes you wonder, too. I I mean, 
it makes sense because these digital assistants, they sit there waiting for your commands so that when you say, hey, Google or hey, Alexa, they perk right up. But in yep. order to perk right up, they have to be listening for their yep. name. Like they yep. have to be by their very nature. And we just overlook that. It's like, well, surely they're just listening for their name and they ignore every single other thing we say. It's like, oh, I don't know about that. And yet. <laughs> and that's why you need the landline. Yeah. Drop the mic. Boom, oh. baby. And, you know, even knowing all of that, we still have these devices in our house. Like It's just like I'm being spied on, but it's so convenient. Although, I mean, how, how long have these jokes about the FBI listening to us been around? I mean, there's always the present fear of people monitoring you on your landline, too. It's just landline communication. It's so much lamer. If you're going to call somebody a landline, it's not like you walk around with your landline in your pocket. Like when, it, when that thing's monitoring you, you have to, like, deliberately decide to call somebody and given, you know, the way phone calls work now, the only person you're going to call is like your elderly grandmother because nobody else communicates by phone call. And I mean, if, if it weren't for these calls for our podcast, I would never I would use zero minutes a month talking on the phone. <laughs> you know, if I've learned anything from Hollywood and movies, it's two things. One, that we would hear myster a series of mysterious clicks on oh. the phone if somebody were monitoring it. <laughs> And number two, the phone is just a speaker. It goes both ways, and the FBI can, like, activate the speaker to listen in a room even when we're not talking on the phone. I mean, and I'm sure that technology does exist. I mean, that's probably been around since the Cold War. But the ultimate defense against that is just being so boring that you're not worth monitoring. Like, they could, they could come and spy on me 24 hours a day. And what are they going to get that I'm not already putting out for free on social media and begging people to listen and watch? Like, I, <laughs> I'm trying to be monitored. I'm trying so hard. And it's not working. Uh-oh, my headset's about to die here. Let's see if we can make it through this podcast. If not, I might have to swap in the middle. Oh, uh, I thought I heard a series of strange clicks. Yeah, you know what? They're listening to me, so I'm going to let you talk for 10 seconds while I swap headphones. Can you handle that responsibility? Well, as soon as James says, I'm going to have you talk for 10 seconds, he continues talking. So this pretty much in a micro... Uh, it, 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 boy, boy, I am so discombobulated since not being able to find the phone earlier. I can't even find the words to put in the correct order. But that is, as a microcosm, a good shining example of how our relationship has worked for over three years of doing this podcast now. It might even be four years. God, James, you and I are still overdue for that divorce. Oh, so overdue. Divorce slash murder, suicide, whatever it is to get out of these kind of relationships. I mean, I think I, th I think when this one ends, it's going to be one of those oxygen specials when co-hosts go bad, you know, just <laughs> somebody's body's turning up in a cornfield. But, yeah, you just got to, you know, jump in for things like that. It's kind of like, hey, hey, I'm jumping out of this plane. You want to come? And by the time you give your answer, I'm already gone. So that the headset was dying. I had to jump out of there. And knowing how, how long-witted you could be, I was confident you could fill 15 seconds of airtime. And I'm going to assume you did so doing nothing but complimenting me boy it's those kind of assumptions you tell yourself that help you get through the day james it really is my unbridled optimism and totally unjustified faith in you <laughs> oh, geez. you are you are nothing if not optimistic james breakwell uh, yes I, I i am which is why i have a cell phone and not a landline you know really what? like Wow, yeah, what kind because, of segue is that? That doesn't even make sense. Because I didn't think I'd have to call 911 that much because I did I wasn't worried about the risk. But but if I do need uh -huh. to call 911, 
you can usually call 911 without even getting past the lock screen. You can just hit a button on the surface. And I know, oh. like, if there's a mugger in the middle of the night, like, it's hard to find that house phone sometimes. Usually it's, you know, it's it's tied to a jack and it's someplace inconvenient. But, you know, if somebody breaks into my house, my wife and I both have fully charged cell phones right by our beds. My daughter has a cell phone by her bed. My other daughter has a Wi-Fi-only cell phone. I mean, there's we have, like, nine different points we can call uh, 911 from. We can call it from our Google Assistant downstairs, which when it's not monitoring us and giving our whereabouts to the FBI could probably also save our lives. Uh, we could we could shoot an email to 911 from all the tablets in the house. Like that, that communication's getting through one way or another. Yeah, but then they have to triangulate your position. And I don't know if you've ever tried to triangulate your position, James, but it's a lot easier to use the house phone and just have all your information pop up right there on the 911 screen. And they they really can do that. So I I know a guy who's a 911 dispatcher. And uh, they, they can do it, but they don't like to do it. It's, it's, it's a headache. Basically, you, you need to stay conscious long enough to give them their address. Or, you're gonna have, <laughs> or there's going to be a long groan on the other end. And I'm not sure exactly what the process is, but it's not instantaneous. But they can use it to, to ping you pretty, pretty precisely. So if you're going to go out, and this is what still blows my mind. It's 2021, and people are still going out on crime sprees with phones in their pocket. I mean, and maybe it's a spur-of-the-moment crime, I guess. But, like, if you sure. think sure. there's a better-than-average chance I'm going to commit a crime today, just leave that phone at home. Seriously. Ah, criminals tend to be an impulsive bunch just by nature, though. Yeah, you know what else blows my mind about that? Though? So, okay, well, they can pin down our exact locations by our phone. They know where we are at all times. We yes. also have the highest definition cameras on our phones. Like, you can yeah. see every flaw on my face every time I click on one of these cameras. It's, no, it's so... Some are bigger than others. Yeah, but it's yeah. so demoralizing. But yet, every time there's a robbery at a bank or a liquor store, it is the worst picture quality I yeah. have ever seen. Like, you look at this picture, like, the guy's looking right at the camera. It's like, I have no idea who that is. I don't think that guy's mother would know who that is. I don't think that guy would know who he is. Like, did, I, did I rob that bank this morning? It's like, and your job is protecting money. Like, I protect nothing in this house. Nothing. And I have better cameras than you. What is going on here? Yeah. Yeah, or the ring doorbell, like, uh, yeah, but you get, uh, like, the gold reserve, and they take cameras out of, like, a World War One bunker and stick them in front of the bank. <laughs> like, they're inviting people to come in and impulsively rob the bank, which I'm sure happens all the time. And you can actually... You can get away with quite a few bank robberies in a row. One of the news stories, I don't remember if this is one that I covered or one that I read about after I left, but there was a, the people, they, they time it out. And I probably shouldn't say this. I'm, I'm going to end up teaching a bunch of people how to do bank robberies. Because uh, <laughs> it's you, this easy. Okay. It is. It, it really is. They would just time it out. They'd just go and rob random banks like way out in the country just because it, it didn't matter what kind of security the bank had, just because it takes the cops like 10 minutes to get there, which doesn't, doesn't sound like, like some a, Jesse James. Stuff. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a ton of time, but like you can drive a long way in a random direction in 10 Even minutes. Even on a horse. Yeah. Yeah. And like every time they got this guy on camera and every time he got away because their cameras are all terrible. And here's another thing that blows my mind. So I grew up in Illinois where we just don't trust people at all. You know, we're rightfully yeah, suspicious of everybody. Yeah. So every bank, although it has a terrible camera, also has all of its tellers like in armored bunkers. Like everybody's behind three inches of bulletproof glass. <laughs> Like, you could roll in there with a tank and not hurt anybody. But over here in Indiana, which is full of good and trusting people, there's no bulletproof glass 
anywhere. I'm not convinced they know bullets exist. So uh, the robberies wow. were quite a bit easier. And this guy, he wasn't just Indiana. He went like through here and he went down, I think, a little bit through the south. But he robbed like 50 banks before he got caught. And I guess I had a few questions for that. Like, one, like, at what point do you cut it off? You're like, I got away with 50 robberies in a row. Maybe I shouldn't push it to 51. But also, like, how much money do you need? <laughs> like, you don't get super rich from uh, from robbing a bank, and the, the police would never tell me how much you actually make. But I think the implication was you get enough for a nice used car from one successful <laughs> bank robbery. So 50 bank robberies is enough for 50 nice used cars. <laughs> And he he's had still a hankering for Toyota Tercels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had a bank robber on my show. Uh, oh. He twice uh, he robbed two banks, got caught both times. <laughs> he did not learn. Did he? Did he like was was an Ocean's Twelve style like breaking into the vault or did he just walk in and hand him a note? It was. Uh, if you can imagine, you know. There aren't many George Clooney-esque, like, graduated from MIT bank robbers out there. Mm -hmm. Robert De Niro in Heat does not exist in real life. <laughs> so my guy had just been released from the joint, and he was on a radio show that one of my Twitter people listened to and said, you got to get this guy on your show. And I got a hold of him, and he was on the show. And uh, Rocket Science and him were not the best of friends, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> And I believe one of his robberies literally was an impulsive. He was walking by and went, well, I could either rob the liquor store or rob the bank. And I, I think this is literally his thought process. And there's more money in the bank. So I'm going to go that direction. And if I, I believe that one, he was arrested as he walked out of the bank and with a, like a bag with a money sign on it or something. And the second one, I don't know, was I can't remember the details of the second one, but he was caught very soon after robbing uh, bank number two. Man, it, it, you know, props to him for not learning lessons. You know, if, you, if it didn't work one time, maybe you just didn't do it hard enough. But I, I think that's kind of par for the course. So the guy who got away with it until his 52nd try or whatever yep. it was, I mean, again, he was too stupid to quit. So he's not a smart robber either. Yeah, he had a couple of years in Juco under his belt, but yeah. yeah. But the, my favorite robbery was well, it was in the middle of nowhere, too. But this one uh, wasn't because they planned it out. It was in the middle of the nowhere because that's where the person lived. They went and they robbed their own bank, like where, where wow. they were a customer in a hey, small yeah, town Jean. where everybody knows the everybody. Bag. They got when she got home, the police were waiting at her trailer. Like, how did you and think this like, was going to end? Is that you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> He left his business card, too. He does a power washing company on the yeah. side. So I thought well, he'd drum up a little business. And even, you know, I'm surprised that uh, bank robbers don't get caught more than they do. So even though, uh, you know, the bank cameras are terrible, since everybody has a cell phone and not a landline now, like in the middle of a bank robbery, I'm surprised that everybody doesn't just pull out their cameras and start live tr live streaming it, taking pictures to post Jeez. tweets and fleets don't and all that. Don't you watch movies? The first thing the robbers do is say, put your cell phones in the bag, and then they hand a pillowcase around, and people put their cell phones in it. I am confident that happens in 0% of robbers. I think, honestly, the reason people don't get taped is because usually it's very quiet. You just walk up and hand a note to the person, hmm. and then you end up getting caught anyway. Like, I don't know that anybody ever really gets away with any of these crimes. And, like, some of them are just so um, so pointless. Like, the, the penalties for a rob robbing a liquor store or a gas station are so severe, and if they if the teller drops the money right, you're going to get like 50 bucks. Like what is, what is two to three years yeah. in prison worth to you? Is it worth $50? 
It just yeah, uh, you really need a sandwich that night. And it's even one of those days. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's why they have such terrible cameras at gas stations and at banks because they just know the criminals are so stupid that if they don't catch them on this one, they'll catch them on the next one, and it's just not worth spending <laughs> the extra fifty bucks to get a real camera up there. <laughs> Oh, I can't laugh at that one. I know a bank, or uh, sorry, a gas station employee who was robbed pretty bad, and uh, it was a, it was ugly. So I, I can't yes Andy on that one. Oh, actually, I, I, you know, there was one bank robbery I covered again my my one eventful year at a newspaper where Ooh. the person got like three thousand dollars, and everybody's like, "Holy cow, that's incredible! Like that's the the biggest gas station heist ever." <laughs> And uh, it was the biggest gas station heist ever because they knew the cashier and it was an inside job. Like oh. they, 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 so the per- person just didn't drop any money into the safe. And then the robber like walked in, casually stepped up. The guy stepped back and they just walked out with the money. And again, yeah, they kissed on the way yeah. out. Yeah, and I guess that uh, that terrible camera was enough to say you clearly were not under duress. And they put two and two together pretty quickly. So it's it's probably good for all of us that criminals are not smarter than what they are. So I guess whether you have a landline or a cell phone, you'll probably be OK because criminals are just not the brightest. And it's a good thing that ferrets don't weigh 80 pounds or we would be extinct. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) This show has got to be extinct at least for a week before, like Lazarus, we are resurrected for the dead next week. From the dead, not for the dead. (laughs) Actually, our show's probably more appealing to the dead than the living at this point, James. But I digress. Until we meet again, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, greedily hanging on to, clutching, if you will, my landline for James, the exploding landlineless unicorn, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and as always, remember, to wrong can make a right.